0: Good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 715, and we are back in the book of Isaiah after a couple days in Proverbs and Psalms. And we're picking up with Isaiah 31, and uh, we're going to see the theme continuing from chapter 30 about the dangers of trusting in Egypt. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are your people. Make us your holy and faithful people. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 31. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they are very strong. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel or consult the Lord. And yet he is wise and brings disaster. He does not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evil doers and against the helpers of those who work iniquity. The Egyptians are men and not God, and their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, the helper will stumble, and he who is helped will fall, and they will all perish together. For thus the Lord said to me, As a lion or a young lion growls over his prey, and when a band of shepherds is called out against him, he is not terrified by their shouting or daunted by their noise. So the Lord of hosts will come down to fight on Mount Zion and on its hill like birds hovering. So the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will spare and rescue it. Turn to him from whom people have deeply revolted, O children of Israel. For in that day every one shall cast away his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which your hands have sinfully made for you. And the Assyrian shall fall by a sword, not of man, and a sword, not of man, shall devour him, and he shall flee from the sword. And his young men shall be put to forced labor, his rock shall pass away in terror. And his officers desert the standard in panic, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. Well, this is a message that if you've been paying attention, we've heard several times, not only in Isaiah, but throughout the scriptures. It's a message we've heard in the Psalms. It's a message we've seen in the history of Israel. And it's a message that needs to confront us in our lives day to day and that is what do you think is real what do you think is really reliable what do you think makes a real difference what would you say is the number one need of people of the church of our country of our culture if you answer on an earthly political economic level if you think oh we've got to get the budget under control and we've got to get uh you know assert our dominance in the world or the election cycle has to go the way that i want it to go with the party that i support winning power or these people need to be brought down if you answer like that okay that is worldly thinking those solutions are temporary at best they are Broad road thinking, to echo back to what we were talking about yesterday with Proverbs 19, it is it just doesn't really work. For Israel, it was continually a temptation to seek help from Egypt. Egypt was the closest big power in the world. And Egypt kept promising to help Judah, to help Jerusalem, whenever they would face threat from some northern enemy coming down on them. And part of the reason why they would trust in Egypt is that Egypt had chariots and horses. The law of God actually forbid the king of Israel from amassing large numbers of chariots and large numbers of horses. It's one of the ways in which Solomon departed from the Lord. Part of his unfaithfulness, he married Foreign women, but he also began to accumulate for himself many horses and many chariots that he kept stationed at strategic cities throughout. And there is this mindset still, even among professing Christians, even among church going Bible knowledgeable Christians, is an idea of, yeah, we need to believe in the Lord, we need to go to church, we need to have faith, we need to pray, but we also need to trust. Now, that's different from the situation here, because they're looking for Egypt to Egypt for help, and they're not looking to the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. They're not consulting the Lord. For us, I think if you're here watching this devotional, you do most likely believe in the Lord and trust the Lord. You are seeking his face. You are wanting to walk in his ways. That's probably the case for you if you're watching a devotional on Isaiah 31, or listening to a devotional on Isaiah 31. And yet, where does our confidence, where does our hope, where does our expectation really rest? Is it in the future economic well-being of the United States? Is it in the outcome of a particular war or series of wars? Is it in the outcome of an election cycle? Is it our own upcoming retirement that we have been saving for and investing for? These are all human things. These are all unreliable things. There is one who is wise, there is one who is powerful, and there is one whose word never fails, and that is the Lord. Now, of course, if you've been following along in Proverbs at all, you know that the Lord does have practical advice for us. We need to be people of integrity, people of planning, people of prudence, people of restrained desires who 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 have knowledge and sense and understanding. but all of that is not what we ultimately trust in. We need to ultimately trust in the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. it's the fear of the Lord that really gives us knowledge, understanding, prudence, and sense. And so God makes this astounding promise. I think this is just amazing because these the people of God here are not seeking the Lord. That should be very very clear from these chapters. The people of God are not seeking the Lord. They're not consulting Him. They're not trusting in Him. They are totally looking to Egypt to have their back and cover them. Egypt is going to fail them, but the Lord will not. In verse 5, he says, Like birds hovering, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will spare it and rescue it. And he says, The Assyrian will fall by a sword not of man, verse 8, and a sword not of man shall devour him, and he shall flee from the sword, and his young men shall be put to forced labor. This is the promise of God that he will deliver his people. Our deliverance as children of God in Jesus Christ, this is 700 plus years before Jesus, right? We have Jesus. We know his finished work of death and resurrection, his perfect righteousness, his intercession for us. We anticipate his coming return. Our victory is already secure. There is literally nothing that anyone in the world can do to us that would take away from us what matters most. No amount of ridicule, no amount of name-calling, no amount of political ostracization, no no amount of, you know, taking away even our rights or our access to the public square or discriminating against our posts on social media. Oh, so, you know, some Christians act like the worst thing that could happen to them is that their posts are are, you know, pushed down by the algorithms on social media and what horrible evil that could possibly be like we belong to jesus christ we are ambassadors for christ we have a gospel to tell to the nations we should have confidence in our king and in his unconquerable victory for us it's christmas season when i'm recording this and putting it out i don't know if you're gonna be someone coming along later and watching this but it's the christmas season we remember that Jesus came from heaven to earth to rescue us when we weren't even looking for him. He will not fail to bring us home to himself as we trust in him. Let's pray. Father, there's always so much on the news and in our social media feeds and all over our internet browser To cause us anxiety, to cause us outrage, to cause us insecurity, to cause us doubt, fear, worry, stress. You reign supreme above it all. You are unfailing. Help us to trust in you. Trust in you, to rest in you, to walk with you. To rejoice in you. To give thanks to you. And to faithfully represent you to a world when the world is running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off, panicking because the sky is falling and snapping at each other and, and, and getting into their little huddles and groups. May we be the ones who speak the truth in love about Christ and about his salvation. May that be the joy of our hearts, the peace of our lives, and the and the message of our mouths. Today and always we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Isaiah 31 tomorrow. Lord willing, we're planning on going right on to chapter 32. Hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.